Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. I'm Emily Dean and I'm standing in for Frank this morning because Frank's on his holidays at the moment. He's popped over for a little mini break to see his friend Kim Jong-un in North Korea. Nice. They're just doing nice. guy things. They're having brewskis, they're Lovely. swapping missiles, that kind of thing. <laughs> um, I'm joined today by the, the wonderful Alan Cochran, as ever. But also, we've got a new boy in the house, haven't we, Cochran? Indeed. And it's Pete Donaldson. You're something, Pete, of an absolute institution. Yeah, and I'm not that old. <laughs> oh, so OK. You well, you're the only one in this room who isn't, then. <laughs> that makes one of you. Um, but Pete's... Pete's what, I would describe him as with it, actually, Cockrell. On trend. He, he's a with it... What, what Frank would call a with it character. Yeah. Is it my woolen trousers? No, I did notice those. Bit hot, too hot for wool. Yeah, well, when you, I'm not used to dressing this early in the morning, <laughs> to be honest. I thought wool cooled you. I thought it was... Um... Well, isn't that why the sheep wear it? Because it's good in the cold and the warm. He looked hotter than <laughs> Kanye in that leather shirt. He, sh- he looked like he was schwitzing this morning. <laughs> um, but I have to share something with you, Cockrell, because midweek... Oh. I'm sorry to, to name and shame you this early on. It's quite all right. Pete, but we've already had an incident. Is your stomach rumbling again? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. That's what I came on for. I wanted to hear the uh, famous Cockrell. Did you hear it? The crowing? Rumble. The rumble. I mean, I've eaten. I've eaten. It's not... You know, it's, it's not my fault. <laughs> I've done everything I could to stop that happening. Um, let me tell you about the incident. Yeah. What happened is that Pete tweeted during the week. You, mm. You're familiar with the concept of Twitter. I know you're not a fan. I'm not I'm not there. I don't join in. I'm reluctant to join in. That is my problem. Well, that doesn't bode very well for this morning. <laughs> no, I'm fine um, with live joining in. But oh, you like live? OK, like live he's, he's outside the Ring of Ring of Roses. He's yeah. not getting involved. That's That's I might hurt my ankle. That's it. That's very much it's a health and yes. safety issue with me and Twitter. Yes, I can see him on the circle of that Ring of Roses being a bit gangly and grumpy. Exactly, exactly. Now I'm not playing, Mum. I don't like it. This is very much a flashback for me. <laughs> I don't like hijinks. I don't think I've ever... I love that album. I don't think I've ever been mentally read as accurately as this morning. <laughs> this is therapy. Yeah. Anyway, um, let me tell you the tweet yeah. that Pete's done Donaldson tweeted this week. He said, "Really excited." And no, I'm not going to. It's just like a, a really inaccurate. Um, like the voice you did for me just a second ago. <laughs> he said, "Really excited that I'm going to be on." He did Gunner with an A on the end as well. Okay. Yeah, that's well, what that, the young do. That was a shortening purpose. Let me read the tweet. <laughs> really, it's like a short trial. Really excited Stalinist. that I'm going to be on Frank's show on Saturday with M and Alan Cochran doesn't do Twitter. He got you got a little mention. Oh, Cochran. that's nice. Oh, sounds sincere, why don't you? <laughs> that was me being sincere. He's, he's upset because I turned the headphones up really loud. <laughs> Brock as he is. Then, do you want to know what Pete Donaldson said after that? No. What What did he say after that? He said, pumped. Pumped? Now, turns out I'm not with it. So. We need to talk about pumped, Pete. Because I found that extraordinary. Why? Because you strike me as a lovely young man with everything to live for. <laughs> and then you go and use a word like pumped. I was which pumped. I was excited. It's an honour. It's an Arnie is what it is. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger territory. Do we use language like pumped? No, I, I'm, I'm like a coiled spring. I never use pumped. I would always say I'm like a coiled spring. <laughs> That's what I would say. <laughs> I, there's but nothing I, wrong with that, you there's know. There's letters in that, though, isn't there? So pumps would... Yeah. yeah, it just sounded a little bit testosterone-y and you strike me as a poetic type. I was smashing a beer can against my head as I said, <laughs> and goosing a trick. 
the only oh god Cockle stop was, him I think he was parodying that sort of behaviour oh yeah, was he okay yeah, you'll have to really. explain to me I just the only person who's allowed to say pumped in my presence is my Lithuanian plumber <laughs> <laughs> and only in a sanitation context yeah I was going to say so, what's going on in this <laughs> the pipes need to be pumped Emily <laughs> no the Victor I tried to set Victor up with my cleaner and then I was told that was patronising <laughs> I love how this is like a household menial job <laughs> kind of dating I, website I don't like it when the staff start courting <laughs> like a really low rent uniform <laughs> uniform dating dot com that's because you're worried they might start knowing their rights exactly yeah <laughs> like Downton Abbey or something <laughs> well thank you for having me on guys I'll uh... <laughs> it's been it's been lovely it's been lovely knowing you <laughs> absolute 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 radio Frank Skinner on absolute radio you're listening to the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio this morning. I'm Emily Dean and I'm standing in for Frank. You know what we need to talk about this morning? Uh, what do we need to talk about this morning? I was, well, Simone Cowell. I would call him a friend of the show. <laughs> but I, Can you play the stab? That's my favourite bit of the show. Uh, what's friend it? of the show. <laughs> I, don't, have we, I don't know no, if we've it, got... I can't fine. do jingles. don't know where they are. Frank S- took them on. <laughs> Sorry, Pete. I don't do jingles, just so you're aware. <laughs> it's not part of my deal. Simone Cowell, he's not a friend of the show. He's... I don't think he's got friends, has he really? He doesn't strike me as the type <laughs> to have friends. does indicate that he's a friend to someone if you call him <laughs> a friend of the show. And I don't think that's really that fair. <laughs> but Simone Cowell, yeah. um, there's going to be child of Cowell, isn't there? Goodness. It's um, it's surprising. That's my tummy it's... now. No, that was mine. <laughs> was that yours? Oh, really? Did we simultaneously do one? Uh, the Cockrell and I are doing for a while. competitive tummy rumbling They're like now. twins. Sympathy. Yeah. <laughs> Stomach rumblings. Glorious. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's big old news, isn't it? I mean, I don't know Simon himself, but uh, don't you? What's wrong with you? People are surprised <laughs> at this, aren't they? People are surprised at this as a as an outcome of, mm. of his behaviour, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that they thought that he didn't get up to this sort of business, but they're surprised, Mm. aren't they? I would not want to, you know, I would not want to give birth to a cowl baby because that hair, oh, it's like a scouring pad. (laughs) Very abrasive. I tell you who wasn't happy, Sunita, because we should say he doesn't seem to have relationships in the traditional sense, does he? (laughs) He has more, they call it the harem, like this is acceptable (laughs) in the year 2013. Oh, in the harem. I'm glad you pronounced that because I've been reading it in the tabloids and obviously I thought they were spelling it wrong. Should be double E. Why is why is it? Why oh, is like it the spelled, pant. Why is it spelled harem? It should be harem like the pant. He'll what? know about those. <laughs> um, they spell it like harem, don't they? Yeah. And yeah. It, it's a very untabloid word to use in a tabloid. Yeah. Yes. It's really weird. It's, it's like, like if you picked up tomorrow's whatever it is tabloid and it started with forsooth. <laughs> <laughs> forsooth, here be the news. You kind of went, what? You're right. It's quite a biblical word, isn't it? Yeah. He's quite a biblical character. He, <laughs> he really is. With the amount of wives he's got. But these women, so what, there seems to be some sort of pecking order, doesn't there? And yeah. this character, mm. she's risen right to the top. Sunita. She jumped the queue. Well, from what I heard, I say I heard, I read it in the sun, <laughs> but Sunita. Insiders. What was it she said? Well, she burst into tears, apparently. She, she said, said it, it should have been, been me. me. <gasps> That's a big statement, isn't it? She'll be yeah. in that child's life, whatever. Like, she's in X Factor inexplicably. <laughs> she's burst out. She'll burst out of, like, bins. Hello! I mean, I I'm here to do some mothering. I don't mean to sound cruel, Sunita, but 49. <laughs> um, <laughs> can't help but think that that ship has sailed. <laughs> Dr Cochran there with his 
I mean, is that harsh? Or does she mean it should have been me, like, 30 years ago? Is that what she Maybe means? Maybe it should have been me, the baby. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I, I want to be the cow baby. <laughs> I have a great more to say on the subject, as I'm sure you do, so we'll be back in a moment. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. This is Emily Dean. I'm standing in for Frank Skinner this morning on Absolute Radio, and we're talking about Simone Cowell and his impending fatherhood. Can I make a request that for the rest of the show, when you say that bit about how you're covering for Frank, rather than saying you're standing in, do you think you might say you're sitting in for Frank? <laughs> just, each time you've said I'm standing in for Frank, I, there's a bit of my head that goes, she's sitting there, she's sitting. <laughs> she's do you know what? In. I love your pedantry. It's one of the things I like most about you. I don't want to correct you on air. It's too early oh. in the morning for pedantry. <laughs> I think you do. <laughs> well, anyway. Can we get thought. back to the matter? OK, I'm sitting in for Frank. We're discussing the heart. Harim harem. Yeah, Simon Cowell's harem. I'm worried. So this child, Lauren Silverman is this character's name, the woman's name, who is having the child. (laughs) The woman is giving birth to a child. (laughs) (laughs) This character. And she, um, she, well, she's she's managed to leap ahead in the harem sort of pecking Mm. order, really, hasn't she? But I'm worried. I think the child, it's definitely going to have a blazer. It's going to be born wearing chinos and a blazer with a gel centre parting. Mm -hmm. Don't you think those children you see in Harris having tantrums? (laughs) I think it will be. He's, yeah. he's very he's very stocky, isn't he? Simon Carr is a human being. I just fear shoulders, shoulders. He's going to be a big mm. blocky baby. Gonna <laughs> blocky like a bit, baby. Going to look like a bit of Lego. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. Not going to be an easy birth, is it? With a <laughs> barrel not. chest like he's yeah. got. Yeah. I noticed that um, one of the other Hari members, I believe her name is Carmen Electra. Are you familiar with her work? I'm aware of her work. <laughs> okay. I can't remember why, but I do. She know. was a Hari member recently, yeah. weren't we all? Was she in tears on the news? As well? She wasn't in she tears. Was in Baywatch. She gave a she was yeah, um, she gave a very touching tribute. Oh. She was asked about this mm. on a red carpet at a red carpet event, and she said, "I'm so happy for him. I'm going to call him just as soon as I get into the car after the event." <laughs> <laughs> what I love, I love what in five hours. <laughs> yeah. Whereas so, I, I hear that and think, I'd better be on a hands-free, love. <laughs> She's probably not driving her own car, is she? No, no. <laughs> they tend to get driven, these people. Can I ask you others, what sort of father do you think he will make? Because I don't know if you're aware, Pete, but I forgot to have children okay. somewhere along the way. So <laughs> this means that, you know those people that get to read the Sunday newspapers from cover to cover? Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm one of those right, rare okay. beasts. That's nice. So I don't... But Well, actually, cockerel, I should ask you, because you, there are spawn of cockerel, so... Um, I am parent. Yes. <laughs> it's a weird syntax, isn't it? Yeah, I am parent. I am parent. parent. <laughs> I love that film. I am legend. <laughs> I am parent um, with I, Russell Crowe. <laughs> I think it might be quite tough for him, because part of parenthood is uh, is pretending that stuff that's been done is awesome and amazing, like, yeah. you know terrible paintings and, you know little dances and songs he's immediately not going to be the easiest crowd on that is he yeah. I mean when they do like a little song of ring a ring of roses or whatever he's going to be going now what's it what does he say he, he must have like a catchphrase he must have a catchphrase I don't watch his programmes you know get, get off what does he get say Pete I don't know I don't like you I don't like anything it's not for me that sort of thing you're yeah. just both making I'm, l- up, I'm lonely think. and sad I don't think we're his target market yeah <laughs> he probably has one of those little be- he'll have one of those beepers wanting to do the cross does all the he? time does yeah. he do that? doesn't he do he does things do doesn't he do that false he does a kind of false ending he does the old switcheroo he goes that was without doubt the 
worst performance and you think he's going to say it's good I think that I believe oh, that's yeah. what he does that is the best worst macaroni picture I've <laughs> ever seen in my life <laughs> He might well say that. Yeah. So you don't? You think he might struggle? I think. Oh, I just think he'll be a tough. But tough love's good, isn't it? Sometimes it works. No, for some, apparently, in your household, in your S and M dungeon, spare the rod and spoil the child and all that. But why couldn't I do feel a bit upset though? Because I'm jealous of that child and it hasn't even been born. Really? Three hundred million fortune. Why wasn't that me? I mean, my parents. Why couldn't my mother have been in that harem? Those old Doctor Who actors. They haven't come in very useful to me. I was in the Sweeney once. Great. How has that helped me? There must be some kind of like. Do you not got a Comic Con from your appearance in the Triffid and stuff? Do you not kind of like? Oh yeah. Sign, you know, signing that's... little signed photos for t- a tenor and stuff, giving them away. A tenor? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> do you know that's a bit of a sore point actually, Pete Donaldson? Okay. Because um, I've never been asked to go to conventions. No. I say I've never been asked. I don't know because my parents. You may not be aware of this. They did siphon off my money when I was a child. Right. So possibly invitations did come through. Yeah. And I just never knew about it, and checks were accepted. Maybe they got wow. other kids to. Do those Comic Con sort of like conventions, <laughs> like a kind of franchise sort of thing. <laughs> do you know who else we need to talk about? Who? We need to talk about Stringfellow. <laughs> uh oh. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Boys, we need to talk about Peter Stringfellow because we've had. Um, there's Child of Cow is on its way. Mm. Yes. And also, Peter Stringfellow, his wife, um, I believe her name is Rosabella, or Bella, and she gave birth to a child called Rosabella. Well. <laughs> wow. That's mm. something, I, isn't it? Well, before you are quick to judge, I believe from the Daily Mail comments... Just so you know, um, Cockrell's quite good friends with Peter Stringfellow. Yeah, yeah. Me and <laughs> so Pete, you have to be careful. He does dress the same. Can you imagine if we found out they were really good friends? <laughs> I think he's probably all right, isn't he? He's probably my favourite Tory, I think, Peter Stringfellow. <laughs> He knows how to party. That's our text in this morning on 8.12.15. Who's your favourite Tory? (laughs) Surely the switchboard would just blow up with Boris texts. Boris. Mine was the late Kenny Everett. People love... Was he a Tory? Yes, he was. Never knew that. That's weird, isn't it? Greg the Newsreader is nodding. Yeah. Because he's impressed by my knowledge. Can I say I I love Greg the Newsreader? Right. I know he's got a surname. Declaration of love. But I like when Greg... He came in earlier... He came in, what he did, he came in, I'm using football as tense here, he came in, he surveyed the scene, turned on the sixpence, he he was wearing a short, and he said, anyone fancy a tea? And he nice. did it in a really nice, casual way. Mm, got that, that let us know he was available if we needed his services. Yeah, but then I said I wanted a tea, and he threw it in my face. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird this early in the morning. Yeah, you two go way back in a different way. Yeah, we do. So, sorry, Cockle, you were discussing your friendship with uh, Peter Stringfellow. <laughs> Stringfellow's wife, uh, Rosabella Stringfellow. I think Rosabella maybe. <laughs> Rosabella Stringfellow, that's a great Rosabella name. Rosabella Necessary on a Bike. I think, and I think I might be... Uh, Believing what I've read in the Daily Mail comments section, I think um, I think that's his nickname for her, and then they've called the daughter Rosabella, partly based on that. 
It's oh, not yeah. actually as, as You've got a lot of, He's got insider yeah. info, yeah. hasn't he? I'm, I'm reliably informed that his um, his uh, businesses have their own kind of monetary system, so you exchange what do your you money. Mean? Well, his, his, his clubs uh, have um, a monetary system where you exchange your money for Stringfellow dollars or whatever. Oh, really? And, uh, and then you pay the, uh, the, the the dancers for that, uh, with, with that sort of money. Don't you like the way Pete's trying to distance himself? <laughs> I, read like it, a, I read it in a Daily Mail comment. But I'm reliably informed. I, I, just like to, I just like to think that he gives... Um, He'll be giving out his um, his pocket money in string value dollars because that's the only money he understands. Yeah. <laughs> Do the dishes, you get a private dance, kid. <laughs> he did, in fact, we should say, he announced the birth oh. at um, one of his clubs. I, think, I believe it's called Angels. Yeah. One of nice. my favourites. That's a very auspicious start in life for that child, isn't it? Did you see who was at that club? It I did. Would you care to share with us, Cockrell? Several famous guests at the bash to announce the pregnancy, including Coronation Street star Chris Quinton, <laughs> Vanessa Feltz, James Whale and Nick Ferrari. Oh, goodness now, me. that is an episode of Celebrity Come Down With Me. Surely that's what that is, rather than that's a That's the Channel 5 party. schedule for tonight, is what that is. <laughs> Then, it's rare that I read a news column and feel more famous than it, but that's, that's what's happened just, there. Just people you look at and just feel tired looking at them. Just, oh, just the forgotten people of radio and television. Oh, make me God. feel vibrant. I tell you what, yeah, but he'll be, he'll be good with these late nights, though. Because he yeah. likes a late night, Peter String fellow. I think he might be all right. Do you think he's all right? Why do you care? Can you please explain with a Peter Stringfellow defence? Why um why are people being mean about him on the advert on the comment section? Going oh he's too old to be a dad. Well not really. Like he's got money. He seems to love the lady in question. That's yeah. nice, isn't it? It's, it's nice. Not Some kids have a much worse start than that. Why and are there baby changing be... facilities in his clubs? <laughs> is, there now? is there a tray, a folding out tray? There probably are for some of the more elderly guests. <laughs> 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 it's probably a pile of nappies for Peter. They could just use the same table and everything. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. This is Emily Dean. I'm standing in, sorry, Cockrell, sitting in for Frank Skinner this morning. I'm joined by the Cockrell. Alan Cochran and Pete Donaldson and then we have Greg Burke the newsreader hovering around like a sort of kindly benefactor figure (laughs) in a Dickens novel in the background some people are sitting some people are hovering yes Mm. exactly Um, you can text us on 8.12.15 and you can follow us how can you follow us Cockrell? Uh, at Frank on the radio oh I love making you say Twitter things (laughs) (laughs) he hates Twitter uh, and, the, and yours as well. What's that? Divine Miss M. Well, mine's so Miss complicated. Mm. I got mine basically sometime in the nineties or something, and yeah. I didn't written out. But I didn't realise it was going to take off to such a big degree. So it's got all weird underscore things going on. Oh, okay. It's at Divine underscore Miss underscore M. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, joined Facebook quite early, and I thought that was going to be another Bebo or something. And yeah. uh, then I um, added anyone who asked me, and that's working on a breakfast show. So now I have random people just turning up at my birthday parties. It's like, oh, what the heck are you? <laughs> I've got like a thousand friends I don't know. <laughs> You're like one of those children in the Daily Mail. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, listen, we need to... Oh, we were talking about Tories that we quite liked. We well, see, actually, we've had a text in. P- famous people 15. who voted Tory. Mm. Um, uh, I, I said I thought that Peter Stringfellow was my favourite Tory, which I believe has uh, kick-started one of our quirkier Saturday morning texts. <laughs> um, uh, we've had a text from 103, Stephen Salford, Leonard Rossiter, staunch Tory. <laughs> was he indeed? It's a good call, though, isn't it? I like the obscure... 
And he was something of a national treasure as well. I quietly Googled it because I was worried about libel, but you can't libel it then, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, and And also I don't think it's libelous to say that somebody's of one political allegiance or another. I I don't know, actually. It depends on which party, I suppose, doesn't it? Um, Oh, that's interesting. So he was something of a national treasure and he Mm. was very well loved. Mm. Jim Davidson, on the other hand, not so well loved. But he he did offer his support... To the Tories, it's, I, I seem to remember seeing him at rallies. Oh, he is, um, yeah. He's, yeah, he was a, he was a, a staunch Tory. He was involved up until a couple of years ago, wasn't he? Was it? Yeah. I remember um, hearing Andrew Lloyd Webber say that if Labour got in, he was going to leave the country. And I thought that was a very good party political broadcast <laughs> on behalf of the Labour Party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Didn't Phil, Phil Collins do that? Phil yeah. Collins did that one year as well. Did Back he? In the day. He faxed that day. message over, to be fair. <laughs> From his home in LA. <laughs> <laughs> so, boys, um, is it time to take a wander? Yeah. I think you know where we're going to go. I would call the email jingles up, but I don't really know what I'm doing. Oh. And so I think it's best if we just sing it, OK? Yeah, OK. One, two, three. Email corner. Da, 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 da. There we go. How's that? Wow, that was depressing. <laughs> I think we'll find the button for next time, shall we? <laughs> I think I'm going to be sick. <laughs> after hearing, Lucky you. Here we are. I'm going to begin the reading. Uh, after hearing Emily's voice many a time but never seeing her speak, I was intrigued to see her tweet about appearing on This Morning. Brackets, I'm not ashamed to say I had to record this because of work. Close brackets. Can I just say I love that you recorded it, 1987 style, on Betamax. Can I just say I think you're on course for becoming one of my favourite Tories here, this person. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say I had to record it because of work. <laughs> I have a job, unlike lots of these layabouts. The, the feckless who watched this morning. Anyway, uh, what does Emily think about Natasha Kaplinsky being voted the sexiest oh. newsreader, given that she hasn't changed? Changed the hairstyle since 2002. <laughs> I'm sure that if Lucifer, Lucifer's representative on Earth was to step down, she could prove a suitable replacement. I've refrained from including praise. That's from Charlotte. Nice. Mm. Well, thank you for watching me. Uh, what I would say is that I think Natasha Kaplinsky, I think she looks a bit regional mayor's wife. Yeah, I think, yeah I think like Wouldn't Francois Mitterrand's wife or something. Yeah, Ooh. oh, he's not regional, love. No. He did all right for himself. <laughs> I, I, I regard uh, France as being regional. <laughs> <laughs> I think, or maybe woman who teaches aerobics in Surrey. But the yeah. hair would not move with the amount of spray in that. There's no... That, oh, like, She could do okay. aerobics and there wouldn't be any shift, would there? Boys, have we been hearing from our phone calls and readers? I'm going to call them victims. <laughs> observers. Yes. UN observers. Yeah. Have we had any missives in from them well, actually, speaking this morning on 8.12.15? Um, we've, uh, we've had a text from 5.46. Morning all. Is Frank being off today anything to do with a certain programme on BBC One <laughs> at 7pm tomorrow? Oh, yes. And what is that programme? Uh, the Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> He's found something in his loft. I don't. <laughs> a decorative mirror. It's like it's like the plot of Fools and Horses. He got three hundred and fifty quid for that appearance. <laughs> don't knock it. He had to drive self, but he still got paid in full. Uh, I think it might be Doctor Who. Is it Doctor Who? Mm. Yes. Is it the Revelation? What? Or Daisy, the producer's nodding. Mm. Oh, what, of who the new one is? She, do you know, she's still got Where's her arms folded. She hasn't got over the fact that in that first link, I didn't do my business. <laughs> do your business, Em. <laughs> There's a tension. Play um, a long track. <laughs> no, what I was going to say to you was that tomorrow evening is a big night for Frank. 
And I, yeah. I am suspicious as to why he's taking this week off now. I think he mm. wanted time bedded in either way, either section. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. To get over or... Tear up contracts. Celebrate, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's it going to be then? Peter Capaldi was mentioned. Yeah, apparently he's the fave. He's That's the a fave. funny choice, isn't it? Yeah. I, d- I don't know. I, d- I just sort of fear for people taking that job because it kind of kills, you, kills your career a little bit because then you get seen as a, through that prism of Doctor Who, don't you? Peter Stringfellow. <laughs> <laughs> so many assistants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dress code might change in the TARDIS a little bit. <laughs> Do you know what? Oh, I'd love a bikini-clad assistant. Me too. Oh, <laughs> you see, started it? Yes. I'd I, love a sonic suit screwdriver. So there you I go. can say that. I have 2,000 years of oppression on my side. I can say that, and it's not creepy. <laughs> Do forget that. <laughs> Do forget that you are so oppressed. Can you imagine being family. in a relationship with me? I'd bring that sort of stuff up all the time. No. <laughs> 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 Any more texts or emails, boys? Uh, there's a glorious email from Wayne. I almost kind of want to put some kind of like um, kind of sexy music underneath this. Oh, what it, can it we really, play, it really is, is there okay, any sort of romantic some, music? I've got some here. <laughs> there we go, perfect. <laughs> um, uh, this comes from Wayne. Uh, I'm not sure of Wayne's second name, but he's certainly from South End. That's oh. what I do know. Uh, hi, Ems and Co. I was stepping out of my workplace on Park Lane. Champagne socialism. Woohoo, he says. Uh, one evening last year, and a white haired, black, bushy eyebrowed uh, man approached from the left uh, who caught my eye. I stared at him, half out of a slight recognition and half out of amusement at his bizarre ha- hair slash eyebrow colour combo. It was then I realised that it was the bungling ex-Tory Chancellor Norman Lamont Oh, he must have caught me staring at him because suddenly our eyes met and he gave me the friendliest smile all my Tory hatred instantly melted away <laughs> and I smiled back in the years since I've been a mess of confusion maybe they're not all that bad just because oh. they look at you <laughs> giving Who a bit knew? of eye contact I like the incident like, with Lamont like mm. a big friendly smile from yeah. Norman that's good isn't it he's got a, he's got a good eyebrow as well definitely yeah. <laughs> But it lit up his whole face. Yeah. Do you know, I think that could be enough. That encounter, there could be a book. Yeah, well, just chance encounters with, you know, state leaders. I think Yeltsin would, would look quite nice if you just sort of saw him in the street. Oh, are you, are you a Yeltsin fan, are no, you? No, I'm not. I just think that, you know, any, any man who smiles at you, it's, you know, it's party time, isn't it? It's all right. It's yeah. fine. What about Putin? He's got it going on. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is Emily Dean, but you are actually listening to the Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. It just says no Frank, because mm-hmm. we've already decided he might have taken the time off to uh, find out who the new Doctor Who is. Yeah, you're no. Yeah. Although, I suppose if it's yeah, he might have heard already. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to announce that he's doing it whilst he's watching it. Oh, I'd love <laughs> it. If, I'd love it if it was someone really weird like John Prescott. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was like... The, the Imagine if it was John could. Prescott as Doctor Who. <laughs> if it was like the postcode lottery, they just picked anyone. They just had to do the job. We've actually had a text. Uh, Hi, Emily, Alan. Love the show. I think my favourite celeb who votes Tory was Gary Barlow. Sorry, Alan. Uh, That, of course, would be because Gary Barlow beat me to a part in Miranda, the television series. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, but your tummy just rumbled again, and that's a good sign for your acting career. (laughs) You're going to need that. You're going to need that flat stomach. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I tried to to watch a clip of your television presenting career. You know, uh, you've been doing This Morning. I have. I I put into the popular website YouTube, uh, I put in Emily Dean on This Morning, and it came up with a clip of an American weightlifter <laughs> called, 
called Emily Dean, and it said something like <laughs> Emily Dean. Uh, what's the um, what's the exercise you do where you sort of stand up? With oh, weight? I don't deadlift. know because deadlift. it's not me, and I wasn't doing it. <laughs> it said uh, Emily Dean deadlifting two hundred and fifty-five <laughs> pounds, which is quite a weight. Let me tell you, I'd put that on this morning. <laughs> The guy off camera is going, "Come on, Emily! Come on, Emily! Go on, good girl!" That's what he does. Let's he clip was, that. Let's clip that. That was Eamon Holmes. He was encouraging me. <laughs> really? Yeah. I've got to see this clip. I'll yeah. send you the link. Do you think it was me? And I've just forgotten. It might have been in the nineties. I have to say, in the nineties, I did a lot of stuff. I did do quite a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of powerlifting. Yeah, not just powerlifting. There was some other stuff. <laughs> but makes it's, you better at powerlifting. It's not. Um, it's not out of the realms of possibility mm. that that might have been me. You could start in the kitchen, make your fifty eggs for the morning. Yeah, eat them, eat them and then uh, head over and do some. That's what they eat. Because you are you aware that I went away with the world's strongest men? Uh, went away. Yes. Uh, yes, I, I, I remember this. Yes, I do, yeah. I didn't go to prison. You did a spell in prison with the world's strongest men. So you went away with the world's strongest men. That's what you said. So you I was said in... Some people go away with the fairies. <laughs> and goes away with the world's strongest men. I was men. in Malta with the world's strongest men and they used to set their alarms to have Mars bars. Not that I was in there. This sounds terrible. Wow. They told me that they set their alarms. That's how I was aware to eat Mars bars so they could have their calorific intake. All right, okay. And one of them broke a toilet seat. (laughs) Over his head? No. Is this a show of strength? Just by sitting on it. And his girlfriend was saying, it's terrible, it happens all the time. I mean, he's all... So once we were sitting in a bar and he just broke the chair when he sat on it. We had to leave. Just a man being forced to go out in the garden to do his business. (laughs) Goodness, and that's bad as well. Because, like, you know, you know those like little invisible cracks that some toilet seats get, and they pinch you. Oh, it's not a nice feeling, is it? But particularly not if you've got an enormous physique. Yeah. <laughs> One way around that is to pay to use the toilet, Alan. Is that something that I'm sure you won't feel entirely comfortable with. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We were talking on Absolute Radio this morning in the absence of Frank Skinner, but here with Emily Dean and with Alan the Cockerel Cochran and Pete Donaldson. Mm-hmm. Go on, Emily. <laughs> Go on. We should establish that is the sound effect of... There's apparently a video on YouTube, isn't there, of someone there's, called... There are several, yeah. And yeah. is she called Emily Dean? One. Yeah, I believe so. Emily Dean, the lifting machine. <laughs> and there's she a man encouraging her whilst she weightlifts. Yeah, she, uh, she's... <laughs> That would never happen in my life. She's deadlifting 255 pounds. Powerhouse. What does that mean, deadlifting? Uh, You basically hold a bar that's got loads of weight on it and you sort of stand up. (laughs) It's a weird exercise. standing up. It's It's a weird achievement. (laughs) I've stood up. (laughs) Hooray. You sort of straighten up so it works all your your belt area, I Mm. think. Oh. Call it. Are you ripped under that uh, shirt? Absolutely Alan? ripped. <laughs> you know a lot about this. And covered in ink. Um, <laughs> Alan loves his karate. Yeah, his creatine d- powder. He, yeah, he has a little. When is your class, darling? Uh, I don't. I don't actually do karate. <laughs> he does. A, that's the sort of thing a man who does really massive amounts of karate would say <laughs> uh, before Pete, he chops someone's head off. Pete, um, he does do karate. <laughs> he does. It's like on a Monday. Yeah. He does a little class. Always oh, has his shoes with him, and he loves I, it. Uh, it's it gets all his energies out. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it off air. I, uh, that sounds like he's going to attack me karate style. Uh-oh. I do karate. I did do karate. I did karate when I was a kid. But, he um, can't pronounce it quite right. 
Like he can't say crati. He says crati. Crati, crati. Crati's how they say it up north. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, we've had a text. Surely Emily's a Tory gal. She sounds posh enough from Steve in Reading, or mm. judgmental Steve in Reading. <laughs> Au contraire, my friend. I don't know if we can really discuss politics on Absolute Radio, yeah. but what I would say is though, that's not the way I swing. Um, I swing more to the left. It is possible to have <laughs> ni- nice shoes and a social conscience. There you go. That's um, my party political broadcast for the that's day. That's not the way I swing. <laughs> but don't let that stop the texting of who's your favourite Tory. Yeah. <laughs> We're quite enjoying that. Um, uh, well, actually... Sorry. I was going to say, we've also had a text from Stephen Salford saying apparently Leonard Rossiter's Toryism caused ructions on the set of Rising Damp because Francis Delatour was a proper ban-the-bomb lefty. <laughs> Good use of ban-the-bomb lefty, <laughs> by the way, Steve. Was that from Jim Davidson? At ban one the point they, re- they refused to sit near each other during breaks in the canteen. Is that right? I mean, but that could just be that one of them was a very messy eater, yeah. couldn't it? But, That's but. like me and Pete Donaldson. <laughs> <laughs> um... No, when I was on this morning, I will stop saying that at some point. Mm-hmm. But when I was on this I morning recently, <laughs> I appeared with Nigel Farage. Now, oh. I'm not a fan of him mm. or those who sail in him. Mm-hmm. Um, but what was difficult was that he was quite a nice bloke. Right. And this is what's hard, isn't it? Mm. Is that you meet these people. I think I, I really I don't, don't like your politics or anything about you, but he was nice. Mm-hmm. And he, he's been seen as being quite vulnerable at t- times as well, because obviously he came out of the sky in a helicopter and stuff, and you know, yeah. those pictures of him sort of all bloodied and confused yes. and stuff. I think that gives you a little bit of um, gravitas when it comes yes, to that. Yes, you're right. Yeah, well, he said to me, he was talking to me about Matt Ford, who's a friend of this show and a performer and does interested in politics. And I said, oh, he said, yes, nice chap. Not a fan of his politics. Very left wing, you know. (laughs) And he was just getting in the lift. And as the doors closed, I said, me too. (laughs) (laughs) And I've never seen him again. And I'm not sure I will. Um, Now, I need to discuss something with you boys. Mm -hmm. I had an incident with neighbours this week outside my house. And I want to share it with you. So I'll set the scene for you. I'm in uh, my leafy, my leafy street, and I'm parking up, mm-hmm. and I suddenly see this nice family, and there's a little boy, and he's about six years old. Nice parents smile at me. Mm-hmm. The boy comes over to my car. He says, "Oh, a fashion car." Which right. I thought was quite a strange review. Fashion car, mm-hmm. bit of a sort of junior. Were you got driving one. a lipstick? No, <laughs> it was a mini. I said, "Oh, thank you very much." He said, "Yeah." Do you, do you live around here? <laughs> I said, yes, I'm I'm local. I live uh, just across the street. I'm local. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what to say to him. It was you in town? <laughs> so then he said, are you married? <laughs> I said, no. He said, I'm not. No. <laughs> well, you're six, aren't you? <laughs> so who's six? Yes. Wow. He said, I, w- I will be when I'm older, though. Confident. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we're going to come back to this. Don't bet on it, lad. <laughs> I think we, we need to come back to this extraordinary child in a moment. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I was talking earlier about a child I'd encountered. Yeah. Come uh, on, a Emily. Na- a neighbour's child. You keep saying that. <laughs> I should say, we were talking about this clip of another Emily Dean that Alan found on YouTube, and it's a woman, what is she, She's deadlifting? Deadlifting 255 pounds. Come on, Emily. Exactly, 255 Good pounds. Good girl. 200 Heps, heps, heps. <laughs> We've been listening to it. I know you have. It's making me feel slightly ill. Hips. Um, th- stop saying hips, please. <laughs> um, please. 
so the neighbours are there, and oh, this yeah. child, you know, he's he's chatting to me. He's very so confident. He's got a toy car or fashion car. He says I've got a fashion car. Then he says, "Are you married?" <laughs> I said, "No, I'm not." But he will be when he's grown up. Yeah. Um, I think he said I'm too young to get married. I think that's what he said. Um, Good to have a rule. And then he asked me where I lived. So uh-huh. where do you live? I said just over there. He said, "All oh, right." And he said, "Oh, we could call you." <laughs> <laughs> or, or we could Skype. Did he? We could call you. Like it was like Donald Trump closing some business deal. <laughs> he, we could call you. Did he have like one of those um, like um, those Ferrari beds that kids <laughs> like like parked up and then see you later and then just jumped in one of those and drove off. Simon Cowell, sort of way he'd behave. But it was weird that it was a collective we as well. You know, there was something weird like let's get to know this person. She'd be good for us socially. I what, think that's what he felt. Like, it, I'd be a nice friend. Was it possibly a person of restricted height? Uh, and you didn't know? No. No, <laughs> no I'd know. Um, we'll talk about that later. Um, but, yeah, so the parents were being sort of very indulgent. And then he said, uh, I, tried, I said, oh, what's your name? I tried to change the subject. I didn't think mm-hmm. the calling and the Skyping. So I said, uh, what's your name? He said, Ridge. Ridge? <laughs> no, Ridge. Oh, Ridge. And his father said, he's lying. He lies about his name a lot. Ridge? He makes up lies about his name. That's the best name. That's yeah. pretty cool. And then he told me his real name, which I won't say on air. Uh-huh. Um, Is it identifiable? Then he said to me, do you want this? I've got something for you. <laughs> Pull the fortune cookie out of his short pockets. I mean, does he just carry them round with him in case he meets... He's the most precocious it child I've ever seen. This kid's a player. He's, he's a yeah. player. I bet he's got dice in those pockets. Player. Let's play dice. <laughs> you on this gives me the fortune cookie and I don't know if you agree with me boys but I think there's nothing on earth more disappointing than the taste of the fortune cookie it's like yeah, old yeah. earth it tastes so like I've made it without sugar it's like, the yeah. only cookie yeah. that seems to be sans sugar <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but why should it why do you, should you have to go through the penance of eating the fortune cookie to get to the nice fortune I'd rather eat the bit of paper with the message on <laughs> it than the cookie you should and it kind of, the message kind of pokes out anyway so you just pull it out you don't need to actually devour a, a cookie to get to it there speaks someone who doesn't have an emotional relationship with food, <laughs> unlike me. I do, however, have to eat everything in my okay, hands. Um, but I read the... I thought I won't open it in front of him because it might be awkward. I don't yeah. know what it's going to say. So I made yeah. my excuses and left. You'll I said meet, goodbye to the parents. You it and it said, you'll meet a terrifying six-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> and he was still I there. will steal your soul. <laughs> you a death star. You are now married to me. <laughs> <laughs> you are mine. And I opened it and it was the most disappointing. It said, you like eating fortune cookies. <laughs> oh, Which was such a... Li- oh, I know. You've been tricked. I think he was responsible for that. You think so? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Lovely old job. But he was um, he was an interesting character, though. And then the next morning, I noticed when I went out, I went to... And I thought, yeah, that was an interesting encounter. Your car was on fire. And then I... No. But I tell you what, he was standing outside playing um, Robin Thick Blurred Lines and dancing to it really loudly. <laughs> Good. I'm not Good. joking. I love this child. He's brilliant. You're a, a somewhat precocious child. Uh, I quite loved him, though. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of that, there it is again. Oh, wow. There it is again. Mine went off a little bit earlier on. Is this what happens? Is this what you people do? Well, it's spend... an influence I have. I like to create an atmosphere of hunger in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> Why does your like tummy a... keep rumbling? I don't know, because I've eaten. I mean, I've had two Weetabix, three slices of toast with peanut butter on it, and I've just recently eaten a chocolate digestive 
Hoblob, Thanks for that. Any questions you had regarding Alan's calorific intake have all been cleared up. Text, text, in, with what, bars. text in with what you've eaten by 9.34 today. <laughs> I mean, that seems like quite a lot. I yeah. shouldn't then have a tummy rumble. Anyway, yeah, but look at you. I am. Uh, yep, you've I'm got a, a fast metabolism. I'm a big you, unit. It's all those deadlifts. <laughs> Come on, Emily. Um, <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, from... Perhaps one precocious child to another, uh, mm. we've got a bit of royal baby updates. As, oh. uh, as I think you may know, it's it's in the common uh, knowledge that Kate and William asked for donations to charity instead of presents, which I think is nice, but yeah. they also know that everybody's going to ignore that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and that they're still going to be sweeping away presents from the front door. Uh, but it's it's come out now what certain people have sent. Um, mm. uh He's only a week old, but the royal baby has already been bombarded with gifts from Britain's party leaders. Uh, Nick Clegg disclosed his present on his radio phone-in, and they sent, uh, what was it, like a Spanish knitted blanket (laughs) made by nuns. Oh, renowned for their couture creations, those nuns. They do do knit blankets of a superior quality. (laughs) Mm. Basically, they got some old sheet from Spain, an old Spanish sheet. That's a reason. Yes, I got that. I got your joke. Oh, he's so needy this morning, Pete. (laughs) He just high-fived himself. Just so you Um, know, Pete, these comics can be needy. (laughs) and uh, and they also sent some coffee, which I think is a bit weird because yeah. you know they'll be. Oh, that's a nice present for a baby. They'll be awake anyway. Yeah. Coffee, Nescafe? Did they go to the garage? No, they, I think they went for their favourite, like nice coffee. No, that's a that is a panic. Nescafe. That's a regifting. That is. No, do you know what that is? We haven't got a present. What are we gonna do? Goes you go to the garage. I'll get a blanket out of the cupboards. Or somebody <laughs> spill carver on it. We'll say the Spanish nuns did it. It's fine. <laughs> and funnily enough, uh, Labour leader Ed Miliband gave a three-year-old apple tree, which is part. He spokesman said was a traditional gift for a firstborn son. <laughs> or really? Or it could be that they're having their garden done. That's, that's the first thing I thought when I read that. Also, Al, they're okay for trees. They own Canada. <laughs> the royal, one thing the royals don't need is trees. Yeah. Quite, quite well off for land. <laughs> that would be great if they opened it and went, where are we going to put this? <laughs> oh, God, and us in a pokey flat as well. <laughs> do you think? It, do you think that's it? Do you think they're having their garden done? <laughs> do, yeah, totally think that's... <laughs> it's the sort of gift you get given if you're a founding father, maybe. I don't know. Just yeah. kind of like, not just a normal father. <laughs> I have to say as well. I noticed uh, the Camerons sent a gift as well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. They sent um, a set of Roald Dahl books. Nice. Yes. I, I don't think it's dingy. Yeah, I, I don't think a boorish right-wing little Englander should really be entertaining the future king with the books of Roald Dahl. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> well, I like that. This is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. We were talking on Absolute Radio about uh, baby George, weren't we? Yes, indeed. And uh, and just on the subject of uh, that precocious child that you um, met in the street, who may oh, or yes. may not be precocious, uh, we did have a text... I think we can safely say he is. <laughs> I think it's one of life's certainties that he was pretty precocious. He's a performer. Can we call you... I was putting in that caveat as a little safety net should you bump into his family in the street, given that you live near him. Yeah, but, but... Cockrell, I don't say that as a criticism. Oh, yeah. His precociousness to me... From your background, precocious, this is a quality. From my background, <laughs> this is someone when, when I was on set <laughs> with my mother, because we were appearing in an episode of Nanny together, which was a show where so my mother was playing the mother, I was playing the child. Mm-hmm. 
and because that's a, a good thing to do with your kid. Yeah. And um, some old actor was chatting up my mother, and he said, "Your mummy, we're all in costume, nineteen thirties. Mm-hmm. Had a little straw boater on." Nice. He said, "Your mummy's very lovely in the catering truck." I said, oh. "My mummy's very married." Did you? Yes. <laughs> lovely. Mm. Nice. Oh good yeah. Answer. You've got that- some amazing stories from your. Yeah. Home. <laughs> <laughs> my dad once brought a crab home from the, his job at the chemical works <laughs> that he found. <laughs> <laughs> and he cooked it in a oh. pot and it screamed. There's my kind of stories. <laughs> I like that. I happen to love that story. I've had a text from Mike from Watford. Uh, Emily, I saw a child having his shoelaces done up by his dad. His friend was with him. This is a friend of the child, I'm assuming. And his friend said, this generation can't even tie their shoelaces. <laughs> I also noticed that the boy's friend was wearing Velcro shoes. <laughs> I love the bit. I just love the Velcro shoes bit. Like, he's sort of going, like, he's having a go at his friend, but he's always wearing Velcro shoes himself because he can't tie his shoelaces either. He's a self-aware character. Oh, dear. Yes, I should say, I don't, obviously don't want this to become children say the funniest things because mm. if Frank was listening, I think he might stick his head in the oven if he thought I was taking the show Possibly. in that direction. But it's not that. It's precocious children. I'm specific. Those that have been here before, slightly Dalai Lama children mm. yeah. or before their time I tell you who's one of those um, Ezra Badil is that right David Badil's son yeah nice. I mean he's an extraordinary child he's amazing but he, he said to me at a party recently um, we were just you know riffing shooting the breeze <laughs> and I told him to play a trick on one of the guests there and he turned around to me and he said, look, I don't even know the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was we a good We played response. squash once. <laughs> well, there's a, a slight uh, further development on the old uh, royal baby, which oh, yeah. is um, what's, what's the child going to call its step-gran? Uh, yeah, it's a bit awkward. Camilla, lady, can't just call her Camilla, can it? And she's apparently revealed that uh, rather than being called gran, her, her grandchildren call her Gaga. She's kind of fun, in it? Yeah. Is she a lady? Is, does, does that count as a lady? Is it, well, oh, lady, yes. Cam- lady Camilla? Lady Camilla is a lady. Mm. I'm not sure Gaga is. She's not is. lady. Lady Gaga. <laughs> I don't think she is part of the royal family or the establishment. Yes, now. that's what my uh, nieces call my mother. I think that's a good what, name. Gaga? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. I think my mother didn't want Granny, but sounded a bit old. You know what actresses are like. But, no, but I think... I think that's a very kind of um, landed classes kind of thing to do. Is we it? We were very straight on Nan, Nana. But you Nana. That's right. We didn't have Nana, we had Nan. Nan. Stern. <laughs> oh, really? My, didn't like um, the Spanish. Stern. <laughs> my granny on my mum's side uh, is nicknamed Granny Mammy because my mum's... <laughs> granny my mum, Mammy! Granny yeah. Mammy! And I, I, I did it. That's something my, I've gone with the wind. Sounds like a foreign yoghurt. It's my doing because uh, uh, my mum's from a family of seven and all Glaswegian, so they all call their mum Mammy. And when I was a kid, <laughs> apparently I said, oh, she's my granny, Mammy. <laughs> granny Mammy. It sticks together quite well. And now she's still called Granny Mammy. She's brilliant, <laughs> Granny well, Mammy. I'll be back with more uh, Alan Cochran, Who Do You Think You Are, in a bit. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Guys, we were talking about the royal grandchild yes. and about some of the names the runners and riders for the names that they Gar-gar. might be calling the grandparents. So Gaga, we think um, Camilla might... Well, yeah. she, well, we should say she, her own grandchildren call her that. Yeah, and I think that's pretty cool. Um, and I think it makes them seem a bit normal, doesn't it, if they have mm. family nicknames. Like my mum, uh, we've, we've sort of nicknamed her Granny Scottish, so my kids... <laughs> 
I just say that's one of the most horrible names that's, I've ever heard? Yeah, that's Super Gran anyway. <laughs> I, I really like it because it's got Granny a weird syntax. Scottish. Granny Scottish. Yeah. So she is Granny Scottish. I made it happen as well. Of course Again, you did. I Different thought it was just some of kind Granny. of weird messiah thing that I've got that Granny I renamed Granny Scottish. People. Also, sometimes my little boy calls one of my brothers Uncle Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I'd be Uncle Idiot. <laughs> and me and, me, me and one of my other brothers refer to our youngest brother as Moonface. I think it's fine, isn't we it? We should actually say, I'd like to hear our readers, if they've got any sort of curious family yeah. names. Intergenerational bullying. As Alan <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I think it's they done with text a certain in. amount of affection. Oh, look, I'm trying to do the housekeeping and they won't let me, they won't have it. They should text in and what should they text in on, Pete Donaldson? Text in on it to our 15, silly. Oh, I oh. thought you were going to say a phone. <laughs> <laughs> or phone, phone us, yeah. our Uncle Idiot, if you're listening. <laughs> we had in my family... It's too um, stupid to be up by now. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what day and night is. <laughs> oh, Uncle Idiot. <laughs> Fell asleep in the shed again. I like it. It's like a sitcom, isn't it? And at the end of it, there's always, oh, Uncle Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, um, you, I don't know if you're familiar with this, Pete, but I have a rather complicated family life. Mm. So I had five grandfathers <laughs> on my maternal side. There was a glorious picture on Facebook with yes. one of your maternal... One of my one grandfathers. Of your... That was my Nigerian grandfather. <laughs> um, Nigerian grandfather. <laughs> The Michael Jackson song in the run. <laughs> um, that was um, Grandpappy Bio. Grandpappy Bio? Yes. What do you mean? Because he's biotic? We, I don't, I don't, no, I don't that understand. was his name. Oh, right, OK. <laughs> bit racist, Pete. Oh. Um, I thought that was a silly it, name you gave him. <laughs> no, it was a silly name his parents gave him. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was a bit... But then when my uh, the last partner my grandmother had was a 23-year-old guy called Fritz that she met on the tube. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that would have panned out, Granddaddy Fritz. <laughs> not quite sure no. how I would have felt about that. Sounds like a wartime euphemism. Well, yeah. Granddaddy Fritz won't, Fritz, won't, Fritz won't like that one. <laughs> oh, the archers. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So I just fell off my chair then, right into the microphone. That was a good start. Um, my name's Emily Dean. I'm sitting in for Frank Skinner this morning on Absolute Radio. You can He's on his holidays, by the way. There's not, nothing sinister. Mm-hmm. He's just... I already established he's gone to stay uh, with his friend Kim Jong-un in North Korea. <laughs> Those guys. Um, you can text us in on 8.12.15 or you can follow us on Twitter at Frank on the radio this morning. I'm joined by Alan Cochran as ever and Pete Donaldson. Mm, emergency lawn signing. <laughs> I'm, I'm Ali Dyer. <laughs> oh, I like his football references. Hey, find it quite alluring, really. We've, uh, we've set up a, well, a Saturday morning texting. I think we've moved away from uh, who's your favourite Tory. Uh, <laughs> which, which, which is a shame because is. that was working I for me. It. It's a sh- it's a Who shame. was our favourite? Tor- celebrity Tory, we were saying. Uh, Disraeli, man's Disraeli. <coughs> but it was, Guy, guy's got to, game. Yeah, so it's Canal. Brilliant stuff. What are, uh, <laughs> what are the family nicknames? I've started to call my son Little Lord Fauntleroy because, <laughs> because he's got a weird poshness about him that is not in his breeding. He, Can no, I babysit him? Nobody in his family says the word room with anything other than an ooh vowel sound. And he says... I'd like to eat this in the living room. <laughs> and you go, what? How's this happened? And his little sister is like a little cave girl who, like, in the back garden, just takes all the clothes off and wears a nappy and runs around like, Rah! 
<laughs> with twigs in her hair and stuff. So we started to call her Princess Crazy. So we've got little Lord Fauntleroy and Princess Crazy. Um, but people have nicknames. You know, what you're going to have to get for him is a, a tailor like Stephen Fry had when he was a I had a tailor as well. <laughs> That's a real really? sign of poshness. I wow. told an anecdote once without realising and I went, or when I was, it was my tailor. I went, your tailor. <laughs> the relatable Emily Taylor. <laughs> Keeping um, it real. But we've had some good nicknames in uh, 643. Our nephews call my husband Uncle Monster. Yeah, he, he does run a cock fighting ring though, so <laughs> he is a monster. <laughs> I nicknamed my dad G Diddy when my niece was born. Now all the grandkids call him G Diddy. <laughs> G Diddy is a good granddad. That's name. good, yeah. yeah. That's great. Uh, we call my mum Nanny Wee Wees following a conversation <laughs> oh, where my mum was worried her grandchildren wouldn't want to see her and would say Nanny's weird and smells like wee. Um, wow. I would say follow the sports science advice there, Nanny, and only yeah. worry about things you can affect. That's very good <laughs> advice, can, life advice. You can really deal with the wee smell. I it's not know. a nice thing to be called either. It's not very dignified Nanny women wee wee. of her age. Well, people would think it was a, related to a particular incident. I think. Well, no, I, I suspect right. it is, but <laughs> let's leave it there. I don't, I don't buy that part of the story. This is going to sound bit. like a, I'm reading this as me, but it's, it is a genuine text. In my mum is Scottish and mental. She wants us. Okay, well, thanks for letting us <laughs> know. Hang on, um, it's not finished. It's not finished. There's more. There's, uh, there's proof. Gra- she wants our granny son. Granny Scottish. She wants our son to call her Yaya, which apparently is Greek for granny. There is no Greek connection in our family. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> my dad, who is also Scottish, is known as. Nono Lorenzo. My husband's mum is known as Nanny Wales or Granny Dragon. Granny Dragon's great. Isn't it? I still like Nono Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> so wasn't he in Dynasty or something? What is that based All on? All of these stories would be related in a few years' time to like a like a helper or some kind of like therapist. Mm. Just kind of totally. call her Nana Lorenzo. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, my gran was called Cross Grandma, not because she was cross, but because she lived across the road. <laughs> <laughs> Quite confusing for everybody. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I, I had, um, well, my godchildren, I should say, uh, they call me Auntie Pooh. I should say, that's as in Pooh Bear days, you don't get worried. With an H. Auntie Pooh. How it's spelt is none of your concern. Well, <laughs> but they that, call me Auntie Pooh. Quite, up. It's no, quite important they to have, the story. They, well, it's also important when you're in a swimming pool and they shout your name. Yeah. Suddenly loads of room in the shallow end. I don't know what's going on here. Um, Alan Cochran. <laughs> yes. I'd like to talk to you. About a couple of things. I understand you've uh, had a bit of a cycling incident this week. I've had quite the week. What's Um, happened? Well, me and the other cockerels, uh, Mrs Cockerel, Princess Crazy and little Lord Fauntleroy, we went on... um, It's the school holidays, so we're kind of... uh, you know. I don't know, I've just been reading the paper from cover to cover without incident. <laughs> How lovely. But uh, we've been doing Let's Do Things. Uh, so we went... I live in Manchester, Pete, and okay. we went to uh, we went to Manchester Velodrome to uh, have a look at it, just because it's an amazing thing and mm. it's, like the, it's where the British cycling is based. So we're having a look around. and uh, Round being the operative word. Exactly, imagine. yeah. <laughs> and we're sort of going, wow, this is amazing. Some people are practising on the Velodrome mm. and, uh, and just basically having a mooch. We're trying to basically get little Lord Fauntleroy excited about cycling. Careful of that, careful of that cloak of his, <laughs> and, the, yeah. and the britches, <laughs> and the mop Keep of your curly spats hair. out of the spokes. <laughs> um, uh, so we're there, and I. I had gone. We hadn't really planned it, and I'd just gone. I was wearing short comedy festival like six years ago. I hadn't showered. I was surprised that 
some people were starting to look. I'm sure I've seen him. I can, you know, you can see people's faces mm. when they're. And I'm thinking, oh, they now know that I'm the guy that wears a free T-shirt that he gets given. <laughs> and then uh, a weird thing happened. Okay, we're going to hold that story because I want to know. I think it might involve Alan the Cockrell, Cochran spending money. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Cochran left us on something of a cliffhanger. I did, and I'm going to delay the... Uh, Execution somewhat. The gratification. We've just had a, just had a text in. Nana Wee Wee's is a true story. <laughs> Call her if you don't believe us. And then the full phone number of Nana Wee Wee's. We're not going to do that. We're not in the business of verifying stories on the radio. No. Verifying grandmothers. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, this chap walks up to me. Isn't as that I'm what Wayne Rooney did? Sorry. I'm feeling <laughs> <out> it. <then. laughs> I'm feeling a bit stig of the dump in the in the Manchester velodrome. A bit sweaty and like I'm just like I would be in the garden. I'm in that get up. Where are Fa- Fauntleroy and Princess Crazy at this moment? Uh, they're with me, and, oh. and we're on the steps, sort of walking down from the velodrome, and mm. this chap walks up, and, and Mrs Cockrell's there too. This chap walks up to me and said, um, do you know you look a lot like Alan Cochran? <gasps> wow. Oh. Got recognised, right? It happens now and again. Mm. Uh, I've seen it happen. It happens occasionally, and uh, and this, this chap, I said, yeah, yeah, I do know that. And he said, unless you are him, and give me a fixed stare. He went a bit Jacques. And I said, yeah, yeah, I am. And I thought, he's going to say, I didn't think you were the kind of guy that wore a free T-shirt at a festival <laughs> oh, six years ago. I could ago. have put him straight. And, uh, <laughs> uh, he said, um, I like it when we get celebrities here. I didn't correct him. Um, <laughs> I, uh, he said... I like them to have a ride on the velodrome. Oh and my god! He said, you get Disgusting he said, I piece run, of work. I run this place, and uh, <laughs> I booked you in. I thought it was you. I saw you earlier. I booked you in on the five pm session, and I've, I've, I know you're tall, so I've, I've put a bike aside for a tall person. I'll lend you a bike and helmet. And you can ride on the velodrome on the actual track. You know what a velodrome is? It's like being in a big. Yes, wooden I went to school. School? School didn't have velodromes. Or yours might have. Yes, I'm sorry, you weren't educated in North London. Yes, my tailor was making me a latex cycling outfit one day. It's a bit, for the listenership... No, we didn't do that, we did lacrosse, though. It's a bit like a a massive wooden... Like a designer heels fruit ball or something. The velodrome. And you, yeah, and you yeah, cycle post Olympics. I think they're more familiar. It's like I call it Wall of Death. Yeah. Yes, yeah. very because wall you have of to death. go around death, yeah. almost, yeah. almost at a. I was a person who's not particularly great with joining in or bravery. <laughs> Imagine how I felt about cycling the Wall of Death on a bicycle that does not have brakes. <laughs> they don't have brakes these bikes, and not only that, like they they're a different mechanism for cycling. So you. If you stop moving your feet, the bike stops moving. That's yeah. how those track bikes work. Is that so right? They, yeah, so they gave us quite a stern warning. <laughs> Don't stop pedalling, because the bike will when stop. When you say us, they didn't encourage little Lord Fauntleroy. No, and... no, there was oh, a okay. gang of people. Even a gang? Then. A gang of people. Yeah, a gang, gang. I, got, I got pushed into a class, essentially. It's <laughs> like the Warriors. It's a five o'clock <laughs> class. Suddenly I turn up and there's all these people that have been in a, on a list to do their velodrome cycle. What sort of list? <laughs> they want... They Wants to be on. List. <laughs> These people have paid twelve pounds to to do this, so you've got to look at the bright side. It's a saving. <laughs> yeah, but this is the worst thing cloud, that's ever happened to you in your whole life. Life. Well, I have to say, I uh, I didn't take to it very well because I've not got the natural bravery. They were saying things like, "You have to look 
up at the sort of boards where the adverts are, don't look at the floor or out because you'll fall off the what wall. A You're riding experience. alongside a wall. Uh, and then they did it where I had to watch this woman who was an expert and I had to ride round her and she sort of talked me into doing it and like get speed up, squeeze your legs on the corners and I did it. I rode around the velodrome. Did you? Yeah, it's brilliant. Loads Do you know what? I'm happy for you, but I have to say I'm still really uncomfortable about the gang. <laughs> Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. That link started with Pete Donaldson yawning. Uh, I'm not that's, usually up this early. That's the professional. Did you get, uh, yeah, he's a bit loose. Like one of those. He's a bit loose. I was like... pumped. I was getting pumped. Oh, pumped. don't! I thought we got over pumped. <laughs> uh, talking of pump, we were talking about cycling. Ooh, oh, very good. There we go. It all, um, it all links, doesn't it? It does. And you were telling us about your incident in the velodrome. Yeah, it's good fun. Seems like you did okay. I think I did okay. Yeah, I think. You have to accelerate towards a bendy wall, essentially. Can I ask you, why do they <laughs> do this thing? Along. You know when you see them racing, these cyclist people? Yeah. Why do they keep looking over their shoulder in some creepy way? Like, you know when they start a race, why don't they just take off? They, they're kind of sizing each other up. Bit, bit, it's all gone a bit cruising. I don't I, like it I when they do that. I think they're looking now. at their um, posteriors and thinking, gosh, my posteriors muscular because of all the working out I do. It could be that. Yeah, mm. It could be they're checking out their own glutes. Come on, Emily. Come on, Emily. (laughs) Checking out whether they've still got their mud guard attached. Hips, hips, hips. Are you a cyclist, Pete? God, no. My only experience with cycling is um, my dad used to put me on his crossbar um, pretty much throughout my... Until I was about 15, I think. (laughs) That can't be the case. But he certainly used to put me on his crossbar. Was that your school run? No, yeah, pretty much. No um, no headgear, no nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So my only sort of experiences uh, with cycling is not actually sitting on the seat, sitting on the crossbar. Like my feet dangling into the spokes. That's so dangerous, isn't it? You have actually sat on the seat at some point, though. Surely you can ride a bike. You I can, it, it, probably, yeah. Well, no, probably. don't sound short. I can't really. I'm not very good at it. I mean, what happened? There was cycling. My parents never, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was away on location acting most of the time. <laughs> and my parents, there was a cycling proficiency. This is honestly true. Rosper. And I remember it was the next day. And I said, and we were up late. We had a dinner party the night before. And I was a bit tired. I've been up with the adults. And my mum said, oh, you don't want to do that, darling. I'll call in sick for you. So she just rang up and called in sick. And do you know, I've never had to ride a bike since. Wow. Wow. I mean, luckily, no parts called for it, because that would have been a problem. Yeah, yeah. You you never forget. It's probably still on your dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I do often forget the dinner parties that I've had. That's the problem. At least you know how to use your fox. (laughs) Thank you. Um, have we had any texts? Oh, or have we? Have there, we? Yeah. there have been I some believe beauties. My, yeah. my favourite one uh, comes from... <laughs> uh, my husband, Tim's nan, uh, had her toes amputated and was referred to as Nanny Poorfeet. Which is just lovely, I think. Theresa Redford, thank you that. And also, uh, my niece uh, called my mother Nanny Abby after our dead dog and our other nan, Nanny Smoke. I think you can tell why. I think that one nanny cremated the dog. <laughs> <laughs> can I just say, I love the idea of Nanny Smoke. Basically, yeah. Yeah, nice. Mm. Uh, my niece. Do you think nephew... that's what Kerry Katona's grandchildren will call her? <laughs> Nanny Iceland. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner. You're listening to... I'm not going to do any of that. I can't be bothered. I've got a lot to do, <laughs> I've got a lot to do this morning. Excellent. Mm. Good to hear someone lose enthusiasm for a thought <laughs> in the middle of the sentence. Shall I do a good good long yawn? Yeah, to go fill on. The space. Oh, that was hey. lovely. Yeah. That was working for me. <laughs> 
Have we had any um, information through? That sounded a bit prisoner-like, but any information through from the outside world? Data. Yeah. Listen to data. Data. Frank calls it data. Data. <laughs> Frank calls it data and albino, he says. I say albino. Do you? Oh, is that, is that not right? You two should get together. Oh, dearie me. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Frankly, Cockrell and Emily. I'm a fan of the show who's a regular sleepwalker. Mm. Uh, my latest escapade taking place last Saturday night. As I live in a third floor flat during the current heat wave, I've taken to putting string with attached bells across my open windows to wake me should I venture too close. <laughs> I'd uh, like to offer the lovely but doubting Emily the chance to join me on an eve to see firsthand a sleepwalk take place. Oh, I'm aware God. this offer does sound a bit creepy, yeah. <laughs> uh, but my <laughs> offer is genuine and not some sort of crafty night move for a night move. Um, yours, oh. Chris, 32, Tufnell Park, North London. He's got it all. He's got the he's got the punning he's mm. got the 32 he's got he's the, got the third floor apartment yeah I mean Tufflin Park's on a hill if you fall out the window you're <laughs> rolling yeah. you're rolling all the way to Archway or Holloway Road or something oh, do you know what I might take him up on that yeah really you believe that or are you just no I don't uh, believe it but I might take him up on it. it for a second I didn't say I believed it good for I, you I just said I might take him up I'm up all night yeah. to get lucky <laughs> <laughs> up all night to get sleepwalky <laughs> I, uh, I want to sleepwalk into a girl's bed what? Which is <laughs> completely by accident. Uh, where Please, I was, yeah. I was you staying didn't in a friend. Strike me as that no. type. Uh, what the sex pervert? Yeah. Um, but you told me something earlier, which was something of a revolting revelation. What was that? I don't. We'll discuss oh, okay, it well, later. You, you it was the frequent. Later. I tell you, you what are it was. a sleepwalker. No, well, I was clearly at one point, but I don't anymore. Um, I talk, I'm a big sleep talker. But I um, sleepwalked into a girl's bed and uh, the, her, her bedroom was um, the same place that my bedroom was at home. And I stayed at a friend's house uh, and I woke up in the middle of the night and basically got in a bed with her. And she only knew I was there because I was pushing her head into the wall with my arm. So, like I said, just get out of the bed. My bed now. Like I was taking over. I annexed. And you still pretended this was all not conscious. Well, she, well, she thought it was her ex-boyfriend who lived downstairs. And she was going, get out of the bed, mate. She was American. Get out of the bed, Paul, or whatever. And I was going, what? Oh, God. How am I going to explain this to my girlfriend? So, ex-girlfriend well, now. So there you, go. you did explain it to your girlfriend and she believed it. Yeah, well, she didn't. She, I'm not sure I did. But the police weren't called and that's the point. <laughs> that's the important thing. Mm. String mm. on bells across the window. I just don't believe that. I stop your sleepwalking, though, is it? String on bell. String on bell. I loved his performance in The Wire, can String I just say. Bell, yeah. <laughs> I thought he was excellent. <laughs> have uh, we had any more texts or emails? Yes, we uh, we have an email here. Hello, all. Long-time reader, first-time writer. Just wanted to say that, no, nobody will be listening to you in North Korea. This is based on Frank's recent obsession with uh, North oh, Korea. Oh, he loves... Mm. Well, in visiting. fairness, I did also say, Al... Um, <clears throat> I did say when we were watching him on Sky News, Kim Jong-un, I said, how easy do you think it would be to go out with him? <laughs> was my question. Well, he's got a well-publicised harem, hasn't he? So you could probably be part of it, maybe. Well, according oh. to this uh, email, it's not actually even that easy to visit North Korea. We were wondering if we had any listenership there. Uh, there is only government... There is only official government radio and no internet. However, I am going on holiday there in September, so I will be taking your podcast with me for your own person for my own personal entertainment. They only around two thousand. They only allow around two thousand visitors per year. But I can assure you that you will be heard in North Korea <laughs> in September, possibly for the first time ever. That is all. I worry about the two thousand visitor. Statistic: How many of those get return tickets? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want. I, I actually looked at getting into North Korea last year because that'd be a really cool sort of place to visit. But they only have um, state airlines flying into there, and they've got Is a terrible right? safety record. I'm not getting involved. <laughs> Frank Skinner. 
We've got Pete Donaldson in the studio this morning. I feel like we've got to know him. I don't. Getting to I know don't. you, getting to know all about you. That's a lovely oh. bit of singing. Wow! Hey, um, I didn't know you had it in you. Clip yeah, that. Yeah. Got it. It's quite. You could play sort of Daddy Warbucks and Annie. You know what? I can ride track bikes around velodromes and I can sing songs from the musical shows. I'm, mm. I've really changed Never in the, the last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's happened to me? Um, but yeah, we need to know more about Pete, don't we? Yeah. Surely. What's the four one one, Pete? What, what's that mean? What's the four one one? I don't know what that means. Yeah. The, the on me is I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. Yeah, I know. You, you, yeah, you, you me too. know me too. Little ray of sunshine. Yeah, I sometimes wear trousers. You know, wool, um, wool trousers, wool and um, things. I, I'm, I'm quite happy-go-lucky, but this week I've been getting a little bit down. But a little bit down for weird reasons. Um, I was down, I was up at my uh, mum and dad's house over the weekend, uh, last weekend. Oh, is that, is that and, in the Hartlepool that's area? That's in the Hartlepool area, Lovely. that's correct, well spotted. And uh, he, the, my, I saw my mum's iron, my mum's old iron. Uh, any old iron. <laughs> <laughs> Do they all upset you, or is it any old it's just, iron? Well, it's just <laughs> 32 years old it is. And I just think, that iron is near death, surely. And just think of all of the claws like that it's ironed. Yeah, it's, it's getting, it's getting close to Jesus's age. <laughs> my, dad's, my dad's an electri- electrical engineer, so he's replaced oh. the wire, so it's fine. That, that, that side of things is okay. But that kind of makes me sad, because I'm thinking, that iron hasn't got long to live, surely. Mm. It can't go on much longer. Mm. And also, I visited a website for Twycross Zoo, a zoo that I uh, worked for, for like a year when I was like 21. Did you indeed? I worked there for a year um, during my university course. I was there to make a CD-ROM. Do you remember CD-ROMs? In Carter, oh, things like that. They yeah. were going to be big, weren't yeah. they? And then the yeah. internet took over and I didn't yeah. make the CD-ROM in the end. I just um, hung out with the chimps and the gibbons and stuff. And Did you hang out with the chimps? I got, I got to hang out with... about that. <laughs> need a special pass. Well, well, well weirdly enough, this week, Tricross Zoo um, let a load of chimps out and they ran away and they managed no. to get lured back in um, due to ice cream and pop and stuff like that. Oh, really? They but, got for sugar? Yeah, they like love it. Mice. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> like Pete Doherty. And a seed and dogs, I hear. Um, what was it like <laughs> yeah. hanging... Did you work at the zoo then? You, well, so you hung I, out with the chimps. Yeah. Well, how did you find the Simeon community? Not not too bad. My favourite ones are the gibbons because they sort of walk around. They're quite a, affable at times. It was up and down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah and, but then I saw this website of chimps I knew from, from back in the day that they've all got older and they all look a little bit different and they all matured and chimps when they're young they have pink faces when they get older they get black faces and it's just it's looking right. at these chimps and it's kind of like oh my little boys have grown up and, it, and I'm just having a little the bit of a moment chimps. where I'm sort of worrying about I'm impressed that you worked at a zoo that I once applied for a job at a zoo me and my sister rung up in the school holidays <laughs> Go on, a job, go on, well, we did. a job. We said, excuse me, we'd like to work <laughs> at the zoo. And the man said, I'm afraid most people have a degree in conservation biology who work here. <clears throat> yeah, but I can dance. Do-do. <laughs> <laughs> do, do. do the given dance. Just singing down the phone. Uh, excuse me, madam. Uh, well, you know. More about um, Pete's experiences with the animals. I'm going to call him Peter the Wild Chimps now. Chimpsreunited.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm worried that I pushed the wrong knob. I don't know what I did. Is Had that all right, knobs? Daisy? I did something strange. I think it's all right. Okay, it looks like what we would have called a graphic equaliser in the 80s. <laughs> I, I, I feel bad that I cleared my throat so audibly at the start of that. It might have been one of the most chaotic um, beginnings to a link in well, modern history. Well, why don't we uh, try and tidy it up? I have an email. You know, we were talking last week about people mispronouncing words like yes. I do with the word correct. I seem to delete the first vowel. Mm. Um, and then correct. there was also the moment when the oh. cockerel, and Frank's never let it go, Yeah, the cockerel said... Um, was it Descartes? Yes, he said oh. Descartes. Yeah. But uh, to be fair, we evened it out because I did call that breed of dog um, Vimarana yeah. instead of Vimarana. 
or something. No, the other way around. I, I, <laughs> I still don't know how to pronounce it. And you know what? However, I'm still doing okay. Dear Frank, Emily, and Alan, sorry. Uh, <laughs> long time reader, first time writer. I've been meaning to write to you regarding mispronunciations, as I feel that you will particularly enjoy this one. Confident. Uh, <laughs> some time ago, me and my friend were around a group of American tourists. We mingled, and after a while, we heard one of them mutter that they were going to St. Ratford upon Avon. <laughs> wow. That's right, Stratford upon Avon. I thought this was so fantastic. I've never said it the correct way since. Correct way. Uh, love the show. P.S. If Emily is ever in North Wales and fancies dinner, get in touch. Connor Jones. I always fancy dinner. Dinner and a show. Dinner and mm. a show. Upgrade it. Did, did you say shower? Say again. Oh, dinner and a shower, I thought you said. <laughs> Do you not shower after your dinners? I'm a very messy eater. Well, we know that Bob... I don't know if you're aware of this, actually, Pete, but what? you know Bob, who's um, a member of the team... Mm, she's, he's standing behind you. He doesn't he's shower. Lurking. He doesn't he does shower. shower. What? He, he doesn't shower. I do he, shower. Oh! Oh! <laughs> Bob! The voice from the Bob's deep! He's got his on-air voice. We'll have to pay him now. He showers. What he is showers. it you don't do? You don't wash your hair. I don't use um, shampoo or shower gel or any of... Well, well there you go. Any of the above. So. He doesn't well, your hair's any... quite cool. It's cool hair. It's what do you put in it? Oh, are you two? Calm down. Come here. Can I say I like St. Ratford? St. Ratford upon my, um, my Australian godfather, uh, he calls it Coventry Gardens. He once got on a bus and went, Coventry Gardens, please, driver. <laughs> I'm confused you know what, what that's referring to. Covent Garden. <gasps> Coventry Gardens, driver. Wow. But you know what? I'm going to forgive him because he's so rich. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Worth, we forgive him for we that. live in the same part of, of London now. Our mm. tube station is probably... Don't yeah. reveal. Okay. I have fans. Okay. Oh, no. well, I, well, <laughs> I don't really know how to get past this then. <laughs> All right. So tube... you can reveal our All tube right. station. Okay. Highgate. Mm. But the woman on the tube says, Highgate. <laughs> like, it's the sort of thing Ken from Street Fighter 2 might say before he does a punch. <laughs> Highgate. <laughs> on that bombshell, you've revealed my area. Sorry. I <laughs> Hello. <to> see the... <laughs> I've enjoyed today so much with my boys. Thank you for having me. But uh, in the moment, all for me to say is goodbye and be seeing you. Go on, Em. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.